Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater today at the Orr Auto Mall here in Russellville. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. All right, Coach, an important question I, I've got to ask you. Oh, no. Do, does, does Rose cook fried chicken like your grandma used to make? I contend, Nobody. I contend Nobody this, this is a lost like art. Coach, it is a lost art. Chicken and dumplings and fried chicken is becoming a lost art. No one seems to be able to fix it like our grandma's. And they never will. So, if, so if you if you're waiting for it to be like that, good luck. <laughs> what a tough first question. See, the question I was going to ask, Coach, I, I don't even ask how we got on this subject in the first hour, okay? So don't even worry about it. When Eddie, when I got to Arkansas, Eddie Sutton was wearing leisure suits. Did you ever wear leisure suits? I did. Did yeah. you? <laughs> See, I, I remember, was right. I remember you wore some open collar shirts with with suits. Were they leisure suits that you wore? That's true. Oh my gosh! I had, I had quite a few leisure suits. Uh, oh no! Uh, <laughs> they were supplied. A lot of my clothes were supplied by Ed Bashir's yeah. clothier. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I used to, you know, I sport those around so hopefully some of the people would buy buy them off of me. <laughs> I remember the one coach in particular that was it was was it a cardinal color, uh, a dark red. Yes, I well you know I had quite a few colors, even gold kind of because I, I started over probably there in Tulsa. That's where the sheriff's shop was. So we tried to get something that matched the school colors, uh, you know. And of course, most of that took place as I was over there for the first five years of, of, of part of my career in, in college coaches. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I had a wardrobe of maybe eight, eight to ten of those type of uh, leisure suits. Goodness. Well, well Coach, I, lear- I learned something today that Rick had, madras pants, <laughs> and he wore white shoes, oh low Going way back. Yeah. And a white belt. I don't yeah. remember you having any <laughs> white shoes, and I don't remember you ever having even red cowboy boots. 
Oh, he had oh, red yeah. cowboy boots. Yeah. I, you had I, red I cowboy did. boots? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Had two pair of uh, of the cowboy boots. Uh, that was one was a little bit darker than the other red, and so it was very hard to get the true identity of the red that I probably wanted and needed. So I ended up getting two pair, so I could uh, change them up. And yes, I I, I did have I did wear the red. I'm glad we're talking X and O's. You know, I <laughs> I, yes. I love to get to know Coach what? Richardson. Yeah, that's yeah. a better subject, man. Actually, knows everybody. You know, you can buy a guy a book, and he can sit down and read the book and, and tell you about all uh, where where this X go and this this O go. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's very. Uh, it's really an easy game uh, if you just kind of sit there and, and kind of watch what what's going on. Uh, I, I always thought it was. But talking about clothes, I, I always enjoyed uh, wearing suits and boots, uh, uh, matching. Uh, I think a lot of that was done by Rose. She would have my clothes as a game outfit for me, usually before I would get game outfit myself. So uh, she, she she was the one that was in charge of, of my my clothing. It's easier today. They just wear, you know, polo shirts a lot of times, and uh, you know. They, I I they, see that. You know, I, I saw the game. I saw full games. I see quite a few games, but every now and then I see a coach with a necktie and a suit on, going, and he, he looks out of place. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember he, he to me he was as sharp as a tack, but yeah. today you know you just put on a a jumpsuit, t-shirt with. Logo and you're good to go. That's exactly right. <laughs> changed a lot, hadn't it? But the game hasn't oh, changed that well. The game, even the game's changed somewhat. Uh, okay, so Arkansas lost one of its best players last week, and then came back and maybe played its best game against Oklahoma. This a, a does that just a, a statement about the depth that this Razorback team has? Well, that's, you know that's what I that's, we talked a little bit about that last week. Yeah. But, when one goes down, and you and you got as many guys that as Musk has got some pretty good players, and I'm talking about some one. If he's got twelve, then he's got pretty much twelve of them that can can play, and and you know you could see the step up power take place. Uh, a guy that was getting the playing time now that he's gone, instead of one, maybe get maybe two will get the playing time of that time that was being dished out. And, and all it does is strengthen the team. Sometimes you think that it would make you weaker. Sometimes it can make you stronger simply because, you know, you know you can't rely on what you don't have, but what you do have, you can rely on. And so that, that comes to play. And if you've got players that can play, you got a chance to be really still good. And I, and I think he, I think his team is going to be real good. Uh, I know that it, it's, you know, it's hard to say how good without the big, the big kid. But as a coach, I would think if I had other players, I'd feel a little bit more comfortable trying to gain some confidence in the the two or three that taking that one guy's place. You know, it could be two or three of them having a chance to play where with him there, they don't play. <laughs> and so time, 
you know, then you get hurt at the at the wrong time, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, and and I and I mentioned that with Roger Crawford going into the championship, you lose one of your key players. Mm. But I, it, it it worried me, but not to the point that I didn't have someone that could, has been playing could step in and help get the job done. That that's what it's all about. Somebody's got to step in, or two or three, to get the job done. Mm. You always like those guys that could do some of the dirty work. What do you, what do you think of Makai Mitchell? He's gone into as a starter and high percentage shots, gets rebounds. Uh, he, he seems like he's added a lot to this team. Oh man, he has. You know, he's improved every game. Uh, when you have a guy that's improving with every game, and he and he's already pretty decent and pretty good, uh, and he's going to continue to improve. And the more confidence that he gains, the better basketball player he's going to become. So that, that, that there's another uh, sign of not having a guy around. There's one that's already there that all of a sudden now he's showing up even more. So he he is he is really he's really stepped his game up. I've been impressed, Coach, with his athleticism. Uh, I don't know what I really expected because I I had never watched him play before. But I mean, the more that I watch him play, I, I'm very impressed with his athleticism. Well, you, you, you're right. <clears throat> I mean, he's you know, there's not one player on that team that doesn't have athletic ability. That's the thing that's so amazing. And yeah. and then they're long. They're long. They can stretch across the floor. You know, just like stretch across the I-49, you know, <laughs> they're so long and athletic. When you, when you have that combination, well, it makes you very difficult to score on. And, and, and you know, they can cover up the, their – they can play above the rim. Those guys – you just got some good players that can play above the rim. You know, most teams play below the rim, but Razorbacks can play above it. Let's talk with uh, Boss Hall. Boss Hall, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for the coach? Well, Randy, if I didn't, there'd be something wrong with me if I'm a Hog fan for life. <laughs> Excuse me, a Pig fan for life. Yeah, good. Pigs for life. Hey, Coach Richardson, it's obviously a pleasure to talk with you, man. I've got some, I've got some questions, and I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. You know, uh, not too, not too much on the spot, but. You know, I'm with my son, and we were sitting here talking, and he was like, man, that's pretty cool. You're going to get to talk to Nolan Richardson? And I was like, I guess so. But, uh, yeah, man, anyway, uh, you, you always, you know, I think when you were hired when I was like 10 or 11 years old, and some of the, I can remember literally just like yesterday when you were booted out of the Coliseum in Austin and we beat those three amigos, Travis Mays and all them. That was awesome. All that good stuff, man. But I just want, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you, who was your hardest worker player, and then who who would you say? And I know the Ron Hearys and the Todd Days, obviously. Who would you say your best player was? Because you had a handful of them, obviously. Hardest worker and best player. What do you think? All right, Boss Hog. Thank you. You know what? That would be one of the most difficult questions for me to answer because. I demanded that they worked and played hard. That was a, that wasn't. They didn't have the option. 
it was my fault that they didn't. And so I, I guess I, I wouldn't choose anyone. I mean, you know, you can, you can start naming them and just keep on going on and on and on. And 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 instead of doing that, I I I would always refuse to say who's who's the best player. Well, who's the best player of its time at that particular time in that particular ball game? Uh, but you know, there's one kid that that stands out above most all the players I've ever coached, but he never played at Arkansas, and he played for me for two years in junior college, where he lost a total of four games. And won over 95 as a junior college player. And then he went to Tulsa and won the NIT. And he got picked at one of my first draft choice. And, and a kid by the name of Pressy. Pressy played 12 years in the NBA. He could. There was players to do better things than he could. But no one could do all the things he could do at one time. So, you know, you just, you, you, as a coach, to me, if I, if I don't have you working hard, then I need to be thrown off the team. <laughs> so, you know, Coach, opinion, so they were all working hard, right? <laughs> well, Coach, speak, speaking, of, speaking of Paul Pressey, he, to me, is among the first players I can ever think of when the term was used, lockdown defenders. It seemed, I know, I know Sidney, uh, you could say he was a lockdown defender, Sidney Moncrief, but right. I think of Paul Pressey as being those long arms and long, long. extremely, uh, here again, back again, that word athletic. But when you wanted to shut somebody down, if you said, Paul Pressey, go get him, he shut him down. Man. He's the man. It, he could guard forward, center, guard. He could guard all the positions, all of them. And, and be more effective than a center guard in a center. He was better than that. He was the guy that no, you, you couldn't tell what position he played. He was the guard. He was the forward. He was the center. He was, I mean, you name all the uh, – it was the same way when I went to visit him. His house mother was asking me questions like, what number would he be, number one, two, three? And all those days people were telling him what uh, position – the three man or the four man, I say, hell, he's going to be all five of my man. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> because of the things that he can do, he, he, he brought a lot to the table. You see, there's players that make players around him better. And, and he was one of those kind of guys. And, and when I think of that, that's why I think of Larry Bird. He became one of my favorite players because no matter where he was, his team made got better when he was on the floor or when he was playing, whether it was college or professional. There's a lot of guys that are good, real good, but they don't make anybody else better. And when you got a guy that can make everybody else better, including himself, you got something very special. Mm-hmm. Well, I was that way. Hey, Lee Mayberry was that way, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lee was that way. Lee, Lee was the most violent leader i'd ever coach i think in in the four years i i heard him say how you doing coach <laughs> four years <laughs> and you couldn't jump his butt because he didn't do anything wrong you know and his practice was the same as his game you have another guy and i won't mention my favorite other guy that 
might, you know, you might say he's the worst. He he wasn't a great uh, practice player, boy. But when the lights came on, the fisher put a shirt on and the whistle blew, he's ready to go. So you you, you figured out there are some guys that can play and not practice well, and there's some guys that practice well can't play. <laughs> so yeah, everybody just that practice. Really good doesn't necessarily mean they have good games or play well. It's when you can transport that practice to the gym floor of playing when you become a player. How could a player that didn't practice well convince you that they could play well in the game? <laughs> well, you know, I great think you didn't practice well. My, my main man, Todd Day, he didn't practice that great. But I tell you one thing: when the game was time to play, you know his old eyes light up. He had a different demeanor. He had a different swag. He, he was different. And then when it was over, he was back to old Todd. <laughs> <laughs> but when the game came, he, he was something not to deal with. You know, that's why I was laughing because Larry Larry Johnson came over to the table and told me, "Hey, you better get you some men." Look who look who was going to square up fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I say. Yeah. yeah. You could have picked on somebody else, Hawk. Huh? Yeah. He did <laughs> figure he out that one. He figured out that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. When he came to play, he'd fight you to the end of the death. Hmm. So it, it, just because he was there and big and strong, it didn't matter to Todd. We got a game going on. I'm, I'm playing you. That's who he is. That's, but it took me to kind of keep an eye to see why is it that he doesn't look good, but in practice he looks or looks good. The other kid looks good, but he, he, he game wise, he, you know, the, the heart's not there. There, mm. uh, there are some guys that are really good players, but if they don't have the heart to give it all, they're not really good players. They they have all the ability of being a good player. We had a caller that's, earlier. That's my, that's 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 my uh, uh, idea of, of of trying to get the kind of players in the system that I know would try to play and see the game the way I see through my eyes. I see the game a little bit different. We had a caller earlier tonight, coach, talking about the talent on this basketball team, how talented they are, and they got the three five stars and all that, and. It's Final Four bust, which I think is a little uh, it gets carried away thinking that way. But my my thought was, I think your most talented team was the '91 team with Day Mayberry, Miller, Bowers. You, you had so many good players. They didn't win the national championship, but you had three first round draft picks. The team that did win and, the national championship had one guy drafted. So it's yeah. not all about talent, is it? Right. Yeah. You know, I was me and Larry. Uh, Brown, he got in the conversation, uh, and, we're, and I said, you know, your best team don't always win championships. You know, I had some, you were right about that team. To me, that was a team that could have won maybe two of them with the, the Oliver, Lee. Yeah. When they started, they were final four when they were sophomores. Yeah. Okay. If you look at, if you look at their record in conference play, they never lost the conference championship. That's right. <laughs> you think about that. That's yeah, amazing. They, they, they were, and they played in two different conferences. Yep. 
So that not necessarily hell winning the national championship, trying to win the SEC tournament was tougher than <laughs> winning the national championship at times. Yeah. <laughs> was crazy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So you know sometimes the people get carried away with 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 how good we're we're doing, and and that and that's okay. I don't have a, a problem with that. But it you know you you still got to go. You still got to play the game. And you still, uh, you, you know, you you can look at the uh, what they call four stars and five stars, and, you know. Like I always say about the McDonald's and the Burger Kings, I think <laughs> shit, I, I've had more Burger Kings than I ever had McDonald's All American. So, but but if you if you get them Burger Kings trained pretty good, you, they might turn in to be a McDonald's. <laughs> well, McDonald's might be hard to coach, but with Burger King players, you get it your way. You got that right. <laughs> oh, first <laughs> buzzer. There's, it's only one way anyway, and that's my way. That's so exactly. going to hit the highway. <laughs> or the highway, yeah, yeah. All right, coach, uh, let's talk. Let's let's talk with Ryan. Ryan, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for the coach? Yes, sir. Good evening, guys, and it's an honor to talk to you, coach. And I hope everything's going well for you. But thank you. I've got to do all these guys that are, are, are so good. We all know they can play above the rim. They can do what they do. But when I sit and watch ball with my son, that Anthony Black, I always tell him, watch him without the ball. He knows yeah. what's going on on that court, behind him, beside him, around him. And it's just a pleasure to watch somebody that, that, that plays that way. He knows everything about what's going on. And I, I get a whole lot of enjoyment out of not only making my kids pay attention to that, but to also watch someone play that fast. Thank you, Coach. Hey, what, Coach? Hang on. We'll have Thank you, Ryan. You're absolutely get back. right. Anthony Black. We'll talk about yeah. it when we return. All righty. Drive Time Sports. And that's Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. We are joined once again by the coach. It's time for Rolling with Nolan. On Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. This is from our Asher Wrecker Service Company live feedback. This is kind of rubbing it in our noses, so to speak. But Mm -hmm. Hub says, correction, I have a mama that still cooks chicken and dumplings. The kitchen will be covered in flour where she rolls them out. Even she uses the whole chicken and picks the meat off the bone. Okay. okay. We're glad to hear that. He's bragging about it. That's okay. But you're not bragging about the fried chicken. So <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> okay, so, Coach, our last subject before we took the break was Anthony Black. What do you like about right. watching him? I, I tell you, Anthony, that that that's the pressure of the ball club. Uh, young man that was on just a few minutes ago, he, you're watching the right player. He makes everybody around him better. You know, he, he doesn't. He's, he's not a force of any kind. He makes plays. He, he's a playmaker, and and when you got guys that can make plays like he can, or develop a play, or start something, and 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 somebody else react to what he started so he makes everybody around him better and to have a guy like black is, is, a, is a blessing because 
he, he, in my estimation, is one of the top point combo guards in the country. And and, and it, it's amazing that he didn't get all the, the recognition that some of the other players have gotten that are that are on that list of who's the best player. That's why I don't believe in and 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 having four stars or five stars and and most of those some of them don't don't materialize but the black anthony is just a pleasure to watch you know he's just a, he's a coach's dream kind of player you know uh can go a long ways with a guy like that seems very unselfish like I said, he was very unselfish but but it, for those kind of guys to have that kind of talent, you know, as I always have said, that he's got a gift. Nobody taught him. That's a gift. The good man gave him the gift of being able to be aware of where everybody is. There's a lot of guys look to see where everybody is, and they still can't see. But with him, it's just a gift. Uh, He reminds me of the – I played a little football, and the guy that – we had on our team was a linebacker, but he was on every play. And I asked him, everybody got the same technique. How do you get to the ball? Said, I don't know. But all I know is wherever the ball is, that's where I'm going to be. <laughs> so that sounds good to me. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so so that's, that's the way Black is. Wherever the ball is, that's where he's going to be. It came up on our program earlier this week, or maybe <clears throat> I think it was the day Randy was gone last week, that um, – Alvin Robertson and Courtney Fortson are the only two players in Razorback history to ever have a triple-double. And I know stats aren't as significant as wins are, but when you look at Anthony Black, is that a guy that could be capable of having a triple-double? Easy. Big time. Yes. Yes, he could. He could yes, he, you know, because he can score. And, and the thing about it, score is that it's not always three-pointers. That means you can shoot. Yeah, He can score. Score meaning he can get to the rack, he can get to the free throw line, and then he can pop three. So when you got all those three going for you, there's your point position. He's a good rebounder. Uh, I mean, probably one of the better rebounders on the team. Mm-hmm. So there's a possibility of him doing that in assist. That's what he does does the best. Yeah. So he, he he's a, he's what you call a a triple guy, a triple player that can get you. I mean, he's he's just has he's got the capabilities of having a triple double more than once during the season. Now he's a sneaky six eight. I know that. He, he oh yeah. He didn't look at yeah. times, Coach said he's six eight, but he's a, he's a sneaky six eight. Yes, because I, you know, I, when I first saw him maybe on TV or so, looked like he's about six three, six four. That's what I thought he was. Yeah, right. And, uh, I went to a practice and I saw him come in. Uh, he was he was standing by guys that were supposed to be six nine and six eight. He was the same size they were. I said, God, this kid is not no six three. <laughs> But uh, he's got some talent. He's got uh, he's got some talent. But you know, I can say that about all of, of the Razorbacks. They've got quite a few guys that have some master master uh, uh, ability. You know, just 
you know, the Smith kid, I mean, he, he's just he's, he's as good as they advertise. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you want to show everybody that you are as good as they say I am. And, and as long as he play within him, within himself, he will be as good as everybody say he is. He's smooth. He is you see smooth. him as he's getting healthier? I'm sure you watch the game, seeing him getting better and better the more he plays. Oh, there's no question about it. Confidence is the name of the game, and that's just being on the floor, getting getting back, adjusted to running up and down the floor and, and jumping and and, and 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 doing the things that he do really well. He can get to the rack. I mean, he can get to that rack, and it, and and he and he can find people in traffic. You know, when you can find people in traffic, that makes you a double threat. And then you step back off of him, and he'll pop a three on you. So, you know, he he's another guy that could get a triple double too. And when you got both of your guards that can do that, boy, that's real special. Because you cannot go anywhere if your guards don't take you. You know, the forwards are good and they can jump and, and you know they can be highlight them, but they're not they're not the ones that take you to the to the promised land. <laughs> Them guards, if you ain't got no guards that can take care of the ball and keep it from being turned over and all those kinds of things, you ain't going nowhere, and you can have the best talent in the country. Coach, on players like that, you know, you, you always hear the expression, well, they may be freshmen, but by the time they get to postseason, they're like sophomores. Is players like Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr., are these guys more like juniors by the time, even though they're still freshmen, but by the time they get to tournament time? Because, as you said, they just keep improving, improving, improving. Now, you, you've got two two things you have to weigh. Anyway. They're improving, but they're 18 or 19 or whatever. And then you got the other guys that you're playing against that's 24, 25, and they improved. Mm-hmm. But they're men. So how do you, you, you know, they can improve in their basketball skills, but how do you improve in your manlyhood? You know, if I'm standing next to you and you're a young guy that's 18, 19 years old, and I'm a 25-year-old man, then already played four years, four years of basketball, and, you, and I stand next to you and I'm saying to myself, I'm going to knock this little guy the kingdom come and see if he'll come back. You know, you, then you put a start playing those kind of games. Now you check it hard. What happens to the heart? How tough are you? How long, just because you're improving, how long will that last if I punch you one time or hit you one time or do something very aggressive to you one time? Will you come back? Will you do what you tried to do? And all those things come into play. And I don't think we see that because you can't put it on paper. You know, stat sheets can go on paper. Your heart, how do you check it? By by the game, what you see? That's what I, I would be, that's what I look for. You're improving? How about the guts? Is it improving also? Because if the, if, the, if the heart don't improve and everything else improves, you ain't going nowhere. Good point. All right, Coach, here, here's one from Robert. He says the guy who optimizes 40 minutes of health is Daryl Hawkins. Okay. 
He, he, says, he's the, he says he's the epitome of your of your 40 minutes of hell. He's a great example of a guy that plays it. Oh, you, the guy that plays Madeira Hawkins? He, yeah. Is that what I hear? Yeah, how yeah. he epitomized yeah. the 40 minutes of hell. Yeah, he he, he bought – Daryl was always the, – the good thing about Daryl, whoever coached him, whatever, wherever he played, he, he was one of those guys that could buy into a system and that was what it was all about. And, and you know, Daryl got a chance to sit out one year because he tore his Achilles. Uh, and he, and he, he grew up. He, he got a lot stronger. And he, he came on, you know, he was one of the guys that came in with that class but didn't leave with that class. He got that extra year. And, and believe me, anytime a person gets an extra year and is believing in something, they usually have a good good year and, and there's no question Daryl was a 40 minutes of hell kind of player very good uh, this from Jeff he says when did the polka dots start and then were you part of the glory road movie at UTEP no I had great I had I was finished school when, on the UTEP that uh, those guys were when I was a senior, those guys that won the national championship, three or four of them were freshmen. And back in those days, the freshmen could not play on the varsity. So they had the little freshman team. And I, I was there during the time he was there. The NCAA, Coach Haskins, I was one of his first players. And the first time in the history of the school that went to the NCAA was his first year. Uh, and then three years later, they won it. Okay, hold on. Stop there because we want to hear more about that. we got to take a break. Okay. We want more on that story. Go ahead, Randy. All right, we'll step aside for a moment. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. With the coach, Coach Nolan Richardson, thanks to Slim's Chickens. All right, that is Rick Schaefer along with the coach, Nolan Richardson. Thanks again to Slim's Chickens. I am Randy Rainwater. Um, we were talking about we UTEP. And I am curious, yeah. Coach, number one, you were talking about that UTEP team. Have you seen the movie Glory Road? I'm assuming you have. And how accurate is it? Pretty much, you know, there's some Hollywood moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, some some moments in there is, is, is kind of exaggerated a little bit. Uh, I don't remember anyone getting beat up uh, in, in a, a restaurant. I don't I, – I don't – I mean, I, the, my closest friend was the Bobby, Bobby Joe Hill, which was the point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I was real close and talking about the game. And But uh, more, most of it was pretty much, uh, pretty much hidden on, on the right notes. Yeah. Okay. And then you got asked about, Wearing polka dot shirts, you started that trend when you were at Tulsa. Uh, that that was the funny kind of deal. I, I had met the owner of the store that that furnished my clothes for TV, and he, and I went to his shop one day, and they had some old. He had about twenty five polka dot shirts in there, just just sitting in there. I said, "What are you doing with these?" And he said, "Hell, if anybody wants them, they can probably come by, and I'll give them away." Right. So I said, let me have about two or three of them. And I said, instead of me, I, I, I didn't wear ties that much anyway. So 
I put on a polka dot shirt, and we went there, and we, we played the game, and everything went well. The next night, I, when I hit the road, I would not wear a polka dot. So we go on the road, and we get beat. And I get a phone call the next morning. You know, I answered all my calls. I was a young rookie coach. A lot of coaches didn't do that, but I did. I answered the call, and it was a little... A, a, an elderly lady on the phone, and she says, Mr. Richardson, you're the coach at Tulsa, right? I said, yes, ma'am. I was very proud. She says, you got beat last night. And I said, yeah, we, I said, it, it won't happen very often, but yes, we did get beat. She said, do you know why? I said, yes, ma'am. We didn't play no defense. We didn't rebound. We didn't, you know, I thought she said, no, that ain't the reason. You didn't wear your damn polka dot shirt. That's why you didn't win. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I said, well, I is it. that it? She says, try me. So I started wearing polka dot shirts. <laughs> and then I go back to, the, to my guy, Ed Bashera, and I said, Ed, let me have the rest of those shirts that in my size. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to wear one to every game. So all of a sudden, everybody wants polka dot. So now we got a polka dot night. We had had something to draw some attention to our program because they all those years they were fighting Oral Roberts for radio time, for sponsorship time, for all kinds of stuff. Boy, they had two two schools, private schools in the same city, fighting for the same dollar, just about. Uh, and, and and we 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 caught on fire that year. But if that's how the the dot started. With, with uh, uh, going in there, just seeing, seeing some church that was there and giving people something to talk about. Where they was making bets, what color were they going to wear tonight? Or whatever, the black or white, or the gold or white, or the red or white. You know, it, it became a piece of conversation. Well, did Ed Bashera have to restock polka dot shirts after everybody started loving you wearing them? Oh, yes. He was selling those polka dot shirts like they were going out of style. <laughs> Well, he, you know, and he, he was he was telling me, you're crazy. Nobody, you shouldn't be, man, nobody's going to wear I said, I'm not wearing them because I'm trying to get others to wear them. I'm wearing them because I like them. They were real nice. They fit nice. I said, other, you know, now all of a sudden women's dresses with polka dots. Uh, we, you know, you, you go to the game, you, it wasn't nothing to see 50 to 100 people with polka dot shirts on. So it caught on, and it and it became a piece of conversation, I think. And he stayed a great friend of yours all through those years at Arkansas, too, didn't he? I couldn't hear that. <clears throat> said, and Ed Bashera remained a great friend of yours even after you came to Arkansas for years and years, didn't he? He never left. Uh, I couldn't get rid of him. That was my main man. I, I used to even take him when I was – once in a while, when I went to El Paso to visit him, I'd take him with me so he could see where I come from and what, you know, what it was like living in, in an area that he has no clue hmm. of how it was. Played golf. He loves to play golf. We got to play at some of the nice courses. And, but uh, he he was, you know, he, he was, a, he, he just wanted me to do well. I mean, I never met him, a guy that was so into helping me be as successful as, as I could possibly be if he could have anything to do to help. And and he did. 
Guys, gentlemen, we got a couple callers. Let's see if we okay. can squeeze them in before we run no. out of time. Barry, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for the coach? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, and you might need to help me with this. Uh, Ricky Campbell, we got him from Wichita, and is he a sophomore or a sophomore? He's a sophomore, but okay, he won't be. So but he won't be here, here much longer. What? What? Well, I understand, but I, here's the question for the coach. Uh, our three great freshmen, Nick Smith, Black, Wallace, they see how Cancel can take over a game in the second half. It's like he flips a switch. And I wonder if that would help them stay one more year. Just seeing, <laughs> wasn't he the sixth man that we got? He was. We, he yeah. wasn't even a starter. So yeah. I'm wondering if. My question to Coach is if that would help them, seeing how confident that guy is, uh, maybe stay one more year. And I'll hang up with you. Thank you, know, you Y'all have a, a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Barry. You likewise. I, I, I can think from two areas. One is a, as a coach, there's no question Stan would help him more because he's, he lost a year of not being able to play. But so to me to make that up, and to get better, to get stronger, to get himself in a position that he could be, you know, a first-round lottery pick type player the following year. But now, the way they're giving money away as <laughs> the next right. they, they give they're giving it away in, in a U-Haul truck now. Yeah, yeah. So, so what do you if you want to <laughs> drive a U-Haul truck home with a bunch of money? <laughs> And and the, the other part of it is you got that NIL money now, yeah. and so who knows? They may not have enough money to get him to come out. <laughs> you know, you, you take a cut and pay. and so you know the game has changed so much. From you know, uh, uh, that's why I don't think there's that much loyalty to teams anymore. The, the loyalty is to the individual trying to get where he needs to go. Every now and then, that's a hard job to get everybody on the same page when everybody's page is for one way to all going toward the NBA. Just yeah. like you asked that question. I bet you they have asked him that question every minute, day, and night. His managers, all kinds of people are in and here. So, but from a coaching standpoint and seeing what happened to him, I would say, stay, son. One more year at least, and let's take a look and see where we are at the end of that year. Well, Coach, we are out of time. This hour blew by tonight. Thank you, Coach. We look forward you to talking with you next week. You Thanks, got it. Coach no- Nolan Richardson, thanks again to Slim Chicken.